Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. I'm Brad Binkley. Monica is on vacation. She will be back Monday, August 23rd. In the meantime, she left me some great content to post on the Patreon feed. So if you're looking for a little bit of extra propaganda report content, this is the time to become a patron at patron.com slash at patreon.com slash propaganda report. So I got Cam here with me again today. Cam, you have a special episode coming up tonight of your podcast that you want to tell everybody about real quick. Yeah, uh, I run a show called The Mad Ones with my, with my friend Jessica Green. And tonight is actually a pretty cool situation because the guy that we're talking to, to tonight is a man named Chris Baker. And Chris is a tattoo artist. And he found the Lord a number of years ago and decided he was going to start doing tattoos and cover-ups and removals for free for women who escaped sex trafficking. So a lot of times when a, when a woman's being sex trafficked, they have brands. These men put brands on them. And so he for free, he removes those brands. He removes old names of uh, abusive husbands from women for free. He removes gang tattoos. It's going to it's a very interesting conversation because you don't think about the actual branding of human beings very often. And they do that. And this guy decided that he loved Jesus enough <laughs> that he was going to do it for free. And I think that's cool. So that's tonight really at 10 cool. p.m. Eastern, uh, you can go youtube.com slash the mad ones. That's where we'll be. Awesome. That sounds very interesting. Turning something negative into something positive mm-hmm. for free. That's kind of, I mean, yes, that's Bring, awesome. That's great. Yep. All right. So on to our top story of the day, which is about the state of Florida, which I know that you are familiar with. Earlier this week, there were reports all over the media about how Florida has shattered the single day record for COVID cases after the CDC reported that the state had over 28,000 new cases this past Sunday, August 3rd or August 8th. And these reports were coming in the context of this ongoing attack against Governor Santos over his executive order banning the mask mandates in school. Well, it turns out that this was not true, despite what the CDC said. Do what? (laughs) I said, was it absolute nonsense? It was absolute nonsense. In fact, despite what they said and despite what every major news outlet initially reported, and they all reported this, some of them are still reporting the wrong numbers. Florida did not set a new single day record for COVID cases. After initially claiming that there was 28,000 cases, the CDC has now adjusted that number down to over 19,000. So that is a 9,000 swing. That is a lot to get it wrong by, and the adjustment came only after the Florida Department of Health tweeted that the CDC's number was incorrect because the CDC folded several days of cases into one case, and then they reported that combined number as just one day, and that's why it was so much higher than it was. And the Florida DOH actually still disputes the number that the CDC has put out, but the CDC has yet to respond to that, and they have given no explanation about the discrepancies. So, this false number was widely reported. It is still being reported at some sites. This is how these public health experts and agencies lie to people. They manipulate this data in the service of the official government narrative. The media then takes this data and they blast it into the public consciousness for a couple of news cycles long enough to justify whatever lie that they're propagating. And by the time the error is exposed, the false impression is already implanted onto people's minds and the correction does very little to change that. The media has cover. They can say, we got it from the CDC and the CDC says, oh, it's just a mistake. Here 
here's the actual numbers, and then everybody goes on their merry little way. They create the lie, the media spreads the lie, and then the correction only gets five minutes while the lie was reported for like 70 hours or so. This needs to be what the breaking news is. This doesn't need to be a footnote on the bottom of the page. This needs to be the type of stuff that gets reported equally or more than the original lie got reported because this stuff does have an impact other than searing itself onto the minds of the public. Case in point, in Broward County, Florida, which is perhaps the false flag capital of America, the school board there voted eight to one in favor of defying the governor's order, and they are now approving the mask mandates in their county in defiance of that order, and they are also filing a legal action to challenge Florida's ban on mask mandates. Other counties will follow, and there's also a group of parents in Leon County that has filed a lawsuit challenging the order as well. What is being cited as the reason for these challenges, for defying the order, is these record number of cases that they're saying Florida is seeing. So we already know, we already know that false data has been provided in one instance. How much of this other instances that are in the minds of these people behind this are false? They're probably unaware that this is false. They're probably unaware that any of the information that they've gotten could actually be in question, yet they are moving forward with a legal action in defiance of an order based on manipulated data, in part at least. It's not that these challenges by the local governments challenging the state laws is bad. That's not a bad thing. The bad thing is that it's the manipulated data that they're not finding the truth about that is the basis of some of these challenges. In other states like Missouri, we have these smaller areas challenging their officials the other way around. So the officials are trying to mandate the mask and they're rising up and they're saying, we're not going to wear the mask. We're, we're pushing back on you. So it goes both ways with the local governments. So you want the people at the locales to take power, but you want them to find the truth, get accurate information. And you also want to prevent the Marxists from overtaking your town and infiltrating the school boards because that is what's happening they have these indivisible groups all over the country and every precinct in the country who are sending their people to go get nominated on the school board get elected on the school board take these administrative positions whatever the way you fight back is you get good accurate information you repeat that information more than they repeat the lie and you get good people on these school boards and in these positions that have this influence yeah and it's just the 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 public has become a bunch of pussified reactionaries like that's that's they react to fear they react they see this number that goes in their mind the retraction doesn't come in for days later and it's on this the i mean i can't say page anymore we don't read newspapers back in the day the retractions were like seven pages in but now it's just hidden on an editorial board or something like that but it's just amazing because the propaganda is so bad and the people that they're pushing like uh, apparently biden's getting a little bit of pushback for all the celebrities he's bringing in to push his propaganda for vaccines i didn't read all that article but i saw it and i was like that's bizarre i I didn't think there'd be that much pushback but maybe we'll hit that tomorrow when i actually get some interesting yeah some data on that um but i hate these talking heads i hate these actors and actresses who go out there and push these so in 2016 donald trump started calling people names and it was unique they weren't good nicknames but they were very trump and it was very his personality so it like sleepy joe or uh crooked hillary or lion ted they were all 
this re- very specific thing for a specific character. And now you have people on Twitter just saying the word death Santas as if it's cle- clever. Yeah. I uh, saw that, some of that those. Little, that little dork, uh, Jim Acosta, uh, wants to call the Delta variant, the DeSantis variant. And, and then, uh, what was, what was the old, um, Asian, uh, gay man that was in Star Trek? What was his name? Sulu. What's his real name though? Let's just call him Sulu. I can't remember what his okay, real name is. Sulu, um, gets on there and he, he decided to make it even worse. He changed it from death Santis to death sentence. To death sentence. Well, that's a nice play off of what Acosta was doing. George Takei. Is that the guy's name? Yeah, George Takei. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> that guy is at the forefront of the social media cringe when it comes to oh, stuff boy. just like this. Yeah, he's he's as bad as... I don't know if you're, you remember this name, but Jeff Tiedrich. Do you know that name? No. He was one of the Trump reply guys. So if you ever went to a Trump tweet, Almost every time he was the, the first person that you saw tweeting underneath Trump saying some banal, horrible, like unoriginal nonsense. And so that's what George Takei is. But he at one point was on Star Trek. Yeah, they don't take the time to craft something clever and witty. It's just almost a lazy or emotional reaction to where they just blurt out the first thing that comes to their mind. I don't think right. that's the case for Acosta. I think he just probably isn't that clever, but for people who He's are reacting to it on Twitter. <laughs> he, he wants to be such an effective tool so bad, but he's just a tool. <laughs> he is a tool, but his unlikability, which is his job, his job is to go up there and be unlikable to people who don't like CNN. So he does play that role well. Although I don't know how long you can go on doing a job like that and look yourself in the mirror. It's almost like these reporters are playing a version of Stephen Colbert's character from the Colbert that, report. Yeah. The Colbert report. Monica mentions this quite a bit. So it's like Jim Acosta is kind of pretending to be this thing that he knows this other side hates, although he probably believes it a little, but when it comes down to it, he's a political actor. who's just trying to gain power and fame and money based off of being I just an agitator. Don't think- I just don't think anyone likes him even on his side, though. Like, he's just that unlikable. I, I, I think that he oh, plays he's impressively the part, unlikable. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think he's almost as unlikable as, as Hillary Clinton. That is quite a compliment you're giving him there. <laughs> so here's something that I kept seeing, and I'd like to put in a little more work to see the actual numbers. But as I was reading through stories today, I noticed that they kept saying that um, – the vac- vaccination numbers are stalling. So people are getting it less. So they're, they're getting to a point now, allegedly, which I, like I said, I'll look into it, um, that people are not taking the vaccine as much. And so there's been a new push. I don't know if you heard about this, but they're now, the CDC is now recommending pregnant women to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Pregnant women. Pregnant women. Women with babies inside of them. You know, now that you say that, there have been stories that are softening the ground for this. You always see this. You see these stories that kind of pop up here and there that kind of make you go, why is that in the news? And then down the road a little bit, you hear a story like this. There have been stories of pregnant women in the hospital, unvaccinated, begging for the vaccine or going to the hospital trying to get the vaccine. And now we hear this. It makes perfect sense. So one number that I came across while I was reading this story was that only 23% of pregnant women have gotten the vaccine, which I don't know how you get that number. 
I, I, I but that's beyond the point. So that means that there are 70, 77% of pregnant women are pretty smart and are, are listening. And this is going to wear them down because this is an experimental. It's I don't like I said, it's not a vaccine, but it's an experimental, quote unquote, vaccine. And I know if I had a baby in my stomach, not in my stomach, in my uterus that I don't own, that I don't have in my body, I wouldn't want to do that because I've been on Instagram. Sure, it's anecdotal ev- evidence, but I, on Instagram and on TikTok, I've seen between five and 10 stories of women who have gotten the vaccine and days later miscarried. Oh, days that's right. Later. Yeah. And they weren't so allowed in the I, trials either, were they? From what I from what I recall, I yeah. don't think pregnant women were allowed in the trials. And so now the CDC is saying the the way they worded it makes me go, hmm. Uh, they said that uh, they the pregnant women shouldn't be concerned because miscarriage rates after vaccination were similar to the expected rate. So similar. there's this idea of how many babies should die, and it's similar. I don't know how similar. It doesn't give the numbers, but it says, oh, any of those emergency authorization, that's that's fine now. Stick it in you. Your baby will probably be fine because it's within similar rates of miscarriage i wouldn't do it well i expect to see video footage of somebody at a hospital interviewing a baby (laughs) sticking its head out of the womb begging its mom to get the vaccine as it's taking its last breath Rand paul has been in the news a lot lately Today, he's there again because his YouTube account has been suspended for seven days and a video removed that he posted where he was talking about the mask mandates and he was encouraging people not to follow the CDC guidelines. YouTube said they removed the content from Senator Paul's channel because he made claims that masks are ineffective at preventing the contraction or transmission of COVID-19. They said they apply those policies consistently across the platform. Bull S. I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) And what he said, apparently, and I watched it, but this is what they're pointing to. Most of the masks you get over the counter don't work. They don't prevent infection. And that is absolutely true, because if you look at the back of the package... They say most of the ones that you get (laughs) not recommended in a medical setting. That's one of the first things I looked at. Those masks that everybody wear are not recommended to be used in medical situations. So what he is saying is true. Yet they're removing the video based on that from YouTube. I got one of those masks that they have on sale everywhere recently because I was spray painting a bench. And I was like, this should keep the spray paint out of my nose and out of my mouth as I do this, right? Except that the whole time wearing this cloth mask, I tasted paint. And and when I took off the mask, there was still black paint coming out of my nose because it went. So I'm sitting there looking at this thing and I'm like, if paint, paint can make it through this mask, you're telling me that a infinitely smaller, infinitesimal little bitty germ isn't going to make it through yeah this is extraordinary (laughs) although it's not surprising that this is happening but 
The crackdown is coming for sure. The purge, the next round of purges are coming. This happened with Alex Jones a few years ago. He was the big one they took down first. Then the domino effect happened. Our website, Monica and Mai's website, got taken down with that purge. And I think that when it comes to YouTube, Twitter, and possibly Facebook, we're going to see more and more people who are talking about masks, who are questioning masks, who are questioning the vaccine, are just going to end up being kicked off of it, which is why... I know you guys are on Rockfin also. We are both on Rockfin because there's protection behind that paywall because you just can't put anything on YouTube anymore. I, for about a year and a half now, everything I put on YouTube is immediately demonetized. Immediately. Or taken down. So... They're doing it. They're coming, and Rand Paul might be the canary in the coal mine for the next big purge. I, w- I will say, though, even though I, I, I'm, I kind of take exception to one thing he said, which was he was talking about how he's a libertarian-leaning senator. I think private companies have the right to ban me if they want. So in this case, I'll just channel that frustration into in- ensuring the public knows YouTube is acting as an arm of – oh, actually, it got better at the end as an arm of government and censoring their users for contra- contradicting the government. Oh, hey, he turned it around because I was like... At first, he made it sound like lame. they were a private company when they're not. Yeah. You know, they are an arm this, of the government. So, hey, no, I, I take it back I because I, I only read the first half of that. But yeah, he says they're acting as an arm of government, and that's true. That's a fact. The corpor- It's the corporate fascism. Good on you, Rand Paul, even though that email that you sent to my inbox was boomer as hell. I couldn't get through <laughs> it because of how boomer it was. That's good. Yeah. Good on you. So when you have YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of them saying the same things and doing the same things at the urging of what Biden is doing, who they have admitted that they are working in coordination with these social media companies, these big corporations and the media to frame the messaging around COVID. This is no longer a private company. This is corporate fascism. Yep. These companies... They're taking deductions from certain employees, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. So uh, a lot of companies, especially the big ones, this, the ones who make enough money to be safe. So like Walmart, Google, um, like they're, uh, Amazon. I don't know if Amazon's doing it, but uh, companies of that size have been mandating the vaccine. And so that's another – they're – these corporations, these companies are tied into this corporate fascism that we've talked about. And that's one of the articles that I saw that said that there was a stall in vaccination rates. Um, but they, a lot of the smaller versions of these corporations cannot afford the pushback that people will get. They will get from people if they mandate the vaccine. So what they've decided to do is instead of mandating the vaccine, they're talking to their um the people who provide the, their health insurance. So either the companies that sell the health insurance to them or the health insurance companies in general to see if for every unvaccinated person that works for them, if they can raise their rates between 20 and $50 for their per time, every time they pay it. So they're, they're trying to hit people in the wallet instead of just mandating it outright. So there are two fronts to this right now. There was just mandates that everyone was worried about, but now, if you want to have health insurance, which is an incredibly crony, uh, fascist situation that we have in this country, um, if you want it, if you want to go to the doctor, if you want to keep your insurance, they're going to take money out of your pocket and out of your kids' mouths. So it's not getting better. They're getting, I don't know if this is smarter or not, but they're trying new things. This is the pressure they're putting on people 
at all corners. It's that choice architecture, if you've ever read the book called Nudge. I talk about this from time to time on the show. There's a book called Nudge that was written. One of the authors on it is Cass Sunstein. He was Obama's propaganda guy. He wrote about demonizing conspiracy theorists, and he wrote this book that was about creating an environment where the choices that people have are limited to the ones that you want them to choose by kind of setting up circumstances where you can't choose the thing that you really want because it's going to be terrible or you're not going to be able to participate in society. And this stuff is in full effect right now. Everything they use, they're talking about the carrots and sticks again in the press conference today. Carrots and sticks, carrots and sticks, like we're dogs, like we're animals. And it's insulting and it's out in the open. It's never been this out in the open, the way they are trying to push people into making certain decisions. Speaking of pushing people into making decisions that they don't want, an update on the Andrew Cuomo saga, who stepped down, or he announced that he's going to be stepping down as governor of New York, paving the way the, for the first female the, governor of yeah. New York. And well, I mean, now we have to talk about Fredo. Fredo's brother it has popped into the story because people were upset that he wasn't talking about it on CNN because it's a conflict of interest. And apparently there's a couple angles of the story. The angle that I heard, and I was wondering how they were going to handle this, because they have to save face for Chris Cuomo if they want him to have any yeah. credibility on his show. And they're kind of going all the way with it in some of the things I've read where they're saying the reason that Andrew Cuomo stepped down is because his brother, his brother went to him and told him what the right thing to do was. He told him he needed to step down. He advised him, and then Andrew took his advice and stepped down. So Chris Cuomo is reputable. He's, he has integrity, and you can trust him. Right. Presenting him well, as the, the, the kind of here, instead of a colluding brother in a mob right. family, trying to frame him as the hero of the story that actually has integrity from the family. Yeah, I read I read on this too, and it was uh, I, I read a different um, take on it, which was people are mad at Chris Cuomo and think he should be fired because I don't know if you know this, he actually wrote one of the press releases for his brother about this situation. So a, a CNN anchor who's supposed to be objective wrote the press release for his brother to talk about his sex scandal. And to try to get him out of trouble in some way. And, and he, he told him, I didn't hear that he told him to step down, but I did hear that he told him to show some remorse. Like, fake it, brother. Fake that you were. Yeah, he said you need to it. put on a, a presentation of remorse. Yeah. I do recall Ridiculous. that. These are not good people. No, it's like a mob family. It's not like a mob family, it is a it mob is. family. And you have one of them. And in the governor's seat, you have the other one on CNN bringing his brother in to prop him up about all his propaganda about COVID. And people don't bat an eye about it. People are just okay with that level of coordination and manipulation. This is what people have to recognize. People have to stop accepting this blatant slap you in the face propaganda. Yeah. I'm not going to say what Cuomo will slap you in the face with, but we all know what that is based on the investigation that just came out. Before we get to our final story of the Free 30, which is going to be about how CNN has once again facilitated a GoFundMe scam worth hundreds of thousands of dollars at the expense of its viewers, I want to tell you about what we're going to talk about in the Patron 15, which is, did things just take a turn for the better for Julian Assange? And... 
It's not just your grandparents who are being targeted by online scammers. They're also going after your children. We'll tell you some of the things they're doing and what to look out for. I also want to thank the sponsor of today's show. We are excited to bring this extended shout out to you from Molly. She's a patron saint and a big fan of the show, and she has a very important message she'd like to get out there. Molly wants people to know that there's a toxic heavy metal called gadolinium in the contrast injection you get when you get an MRI, and some people have a devastating reaction to it. You can find out more about that by looking into the experience of Chuck Norris and his wife, Gina, who, like Molly, are trying to raise awareness of this serious issue. Gadolinium is a rare earth mineral that's not found isolated in nature. Yet because of MRIs, it's now in our environment and can accumulate in our bodies. The long-term effects of using this heavy metal in the millions of MRIs that are done every year are not yet known. Molly just wants people to know the risks involved in getting this injection and to learn more about the possible impact this practice may have on us all. Knowledge is power, so learn more about gadolinium in MRIs at Molly's website, www.mrs.com. MRIDie.com. That's www.mridye.com. And if you haven't yet, please check us out on Rockfin at rockfin.com slash propaganda report. Rockfin is an emerging video platform that is like a combination of Netflix and YouTube minus all of the censorship. What you get for $9.99 a month is you get all of our premium content a month, as well as all of the premium content on the platform from every single creator. And there's a lot of great creators on there. You have the Mad Ones, you have Sam Tripoli, you have Scott Adams, you have Whitney Webb, lots of great stuff on there. You're going to get the stuff on there that you can no longer get on YouTube. That is the protection the paywall provides. And with the censorship coming down, Rand probably is a canary in the coal mine. People are going to be getting purged from other platforms soon. So sign up at Rockfin. Make sure you sign up through our page, rockfin.com slash propaganda report. And now on to the final story of the Free 30. So I like to track these GoFundMe scams. GoFundMe has all the scams on it, and they just kind of let people run free because most of the scammers are activists, progressive activists, and they get away with it. CNN has a long history of not just giving these scammers a platform to communicate their message, but of actively promoting the, the scam during the interviews that they do with them. It's extraordinary. It works like this. So the scammer, which, as I said, is usually a progressive activist, makes up a story about being oppressed, usually by a Republican or someone with a MAGA hat on. CNN gives the scammer the platform to dramatically tell their story of oppression, as long as that story is fitting with the current narrative that they're pushing. The scammer sheds tears. Anderson Cooper puts on his best serious, he can't believe what he's hearing face. And then at the end of the report, CNN asks the scammer to tell viewers how they can help out the cause. And then the con artist directs people people to their GoFundMe page, which CNN flashes up on the screen to help direct people to. And then they include in the corresponding article as well to make it clickable. A few days later, the activist gets about 200 grand and they go right off into the sunset. And like clockwork, about six months later, it's discovered that almost none of what the person claimed was true. Yet by then, nobody cares. We have another case of it today. So CNN has recently been reporting on the eviction moratorium that 
mm-hmm. came to an end and then was they extended it, but everybody was afraid before they knew it was going to get extended. And in order to dramatize this story, they brought on people affected so that they can tell their firsthand accounts. And last week, they interviewed a mother from Las Vegas who was shown on video alongside three children, three young children, and she was talking about her impending eviction. She even appeared alongside of Missouri Representative Cory Bush, who led up the fight to get the moratorium extended. And on the interview, the woman very emotionally said things like, when I put that up, I never thought that anybody would have reached out, especially CNN. And to hear that a congressperson, my story has reached you. This is just amazing. So CNN went out and found that GoFundMe page, which I'm sure this person had help getting it to CNN. And then she went on to say, my name is Kelly. I have three daughters. Just before this pandemic, we were getting by, but now we're suffering. Please help us with anything that you can do. And she was asking for like $2,000 on the GoFundMe. Well, in 24 hours, she got $200,000. $200,000. Turns out she's not even the mother of the children she was appearing on screen with. <laughs> She was the babysitter. So wait, was were the kids in the video with her? Yes. On CNN? She was on CNN with these kids. She was the babysitter. CNN was later contacted by the mother saying, that's not her kids. That's my kids. Oh, the mom didn't know. No. Oh, because I was wondering, did did this was this mom in on it? Was she getting half half for it? What what's going on? The story as of now is that the mom did not know what was going on, and this chick was appearing to be that. And she later confirmed that she was not the mom after the real mom had gotten contact <laughs> with people at CNN. That's the story as it's being presented as of now. And GoFundMe is holding that money. And they're verifying everything. Of course, now they verify everything. You know, they don't verify everything up front. They're verifying it now. And CNN's telling people that they can get their money back. They can go to GoFundMe and get their money back. But this happens all the time. And very rarely does it ever get exposed this early on. Usually it's like six months later. And the people who donated all the money, their money is just gone. And there's nothing they can do to get it back. And they don't even realize that they were conned because nobody covers the story. And... This time they got lucky, but CNN does this. They bait their viewers into donating money to literal con artists who have exploited this platform where cons run rampant of, of GoFundMe. There's good things on GoFundMe, but man, are there some cons on there that people are running. So watch out before you donate to a GoFundMe scam. Vet it and don't trust any yeah. news network that is pushing it just because they have someone on there crying tears about some oppressive story, especially if that story fits the current current agenda or narrative that's being pushed because that's all the media cares about and in exchange they direct their viewers to donate money to those people it's a con man you know there was some grandmother some 77 year old woman that really felt bad for these kids and sent five dollars that she didn't have she didn't really have to help this woman out and it was a scam it's Mm kind of like uh i had so they don't vet gofundme unless you are a troll or a uh, a poop poster, if I want to keep it PG. Yeah. Um, I had a friend. Or a conservative. A couple months They'll ago. They'll block conservatives. Right? Um, I had a friend a couple months ago put up a GoFundMe for cigarettes. He just wanted, he just said, he, I, I, I want, I want some, some, I want to get a couple cartons of cigarettes. And he was, it was a joke. He put it on Twitter. 
the day after, after he had taken it down and sent the money back because he was just joking, um, they suspended him on um, Cash App. They suspended him on um, Venmo, like several of these things. I don't think PayPal, but several of them. He cannot use them anymore because he did a joke about buying cigarettes on GoFundMe. And yet... This woman yeah, would have gotten away with that scam had mama not called in. to be somebody else's children's mother and tell your story of the eviction that you're facing and the oppression and get 200 grand in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. They're trying yeah. to verify that she hasn't taken any of the money out as well. I knew someone about 10 years ago who I knew was a con artist. I knew this person was a con artist because I had caught this person in blatant lies and the lies got more extraordinary and extreme. I mean, it mm-hmm. got to the point where this person was telling us that they, she was telling me and somebody else that I know that she had given $900,000 to another friend of mine to help him with his theater. And I knew she hadn't because I I'm friends with the other person. And I started to recognize all these other extraordinary lies that she was telling. And the more she told lies, the more people kind of got onto her. So she was going to leave town and go to another city. And I imagine she's probably done this a number of times. And she set up a GoFundMe or it was one. Of, I don't think it was GoFundMe. I think it was one of the other ones at the time that I can't remember which one it was. And she told her story about having her car broken into and all her laptops stolen and how she makes her career about her writing on her laptops. And she was about to move to New York. And now everything she was going to do to make a living there has been stolen. And she was asking people for money. And every single bit of it was a lie. There was blatant contradictions in the story. I knew it was a lie. A couple of my friends who had caught on to what she was doing knew it was a lie. Yet dozens and dozens of other people that I knew, and these are actors and comedians who did not have money, who were broke most of the time, are giving their last dollars and last pennies Mm -hmm. to this con artist who took all that money and ran up to another city. I was so mad, and I couldn't tell people, because if you tell people, then you're the jerk. Yeah. So, it's unfortunate. Con artists exploit our our willingness to be good, to be good humans. We should still be good humans. We should just vet in situations yeah. like this. And let's not forget that GoFundMe, I've, I've had to use GoFundMe in the past. I've had some bad months. They take a percentage. Do you know how much money they made off that $200,000? No. I mean, it's it like it's the more money they they that comes in the more money they make that there is no reason for them to want to verify and send it all back do you know what the percentage is i don't know off the top of my head i think it's by there's something by transaction but it's it's noticeable it's not negligible yeah that's a good point i wonder if that transaction fee is going to get reimbursed as well i would be curious to to track that probably actually. not <laughs> yeah, I mean, they should. They better do it unless they want to get in deep trouble. They better be re- reimbursing that stuff. Although it's weird, though, because GoFundMe, 
they allow all these activists to raise money on their platform and they kind of go unnoticed. Not unnoticed, they only go noticed when a big story like this pops into the news, but they really aren't monitored that well. And it's almost just like this open open field of a wild west of cons that, that go on on there, in my opinion. So just go scroll through a bunch of the things on GoFundMe and type in the craziest things you can think of and see, what, see what's gotten money. Like the, the Amazon challenge, but, but for Go, GoFundMe. What's the M? Oh, yes, exactly. Yes, it's the M. Yes, right. You just tight, and there's always something, man. People have always thought of the weirdest things. All right, you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB or that extra content that we are posting while Monica is on vacation, then you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join up there. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic rest of your day. Cam, thank you for joining us again today. Appreciate your insights and your time. We'll also see you in the patron 15.